This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, I'm Tracy Koga, and thanks for downloading this podcast from ilikehugh.com. If you can, give us a follow or subscribe. And remember that all the information about the guests in today's episode can be found at ilikehugh.com. Now, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Hugh Virtual Chat. And it is one year, one year ago that we decided to do this whole virtual thing and be connected in some way, shape, or form. It was our first lockdown. We did not know what to expect. And it is so good to see all these faces. Okay, Nicole, you, you need to turn yourself. <laughs> this is the beauty of it. Okay, there you go. <laughs> and we can do that now because, you know, we'd be talking and, you, and people would just be going, why I have to tilt my head to look like that? No. Oh, my goodness. And Cynthia, love to see you again. And Kirsten, the three musketeers, one third. We're just waiting for the other two. I know Charlotte has to has to leave but uh, there's more jumping on the call but um, you can unmute yourselves anyways and um, you know and I'm gonna go with you Kirsten because you know what <laughs> I always sometimes tend and it's not any you know it's not anybody's fault but you know I'm gonna let you we're gonna start with you and um, you know this whole year has been well year and now we're almost you know one-third into the next um, but it's really, uh, I was just before coming or going on air, that's what I like to say, just thinking about all the different conversations and all the different women and a few men have joined. And it is so amazing because otherwise we probably would have never met. Correct? Oh, I, I completely agree. And like you, Tracy, I was kind of pondering that uh, we're almost at 60 shows and it's been a year mm -hmm. and thinking about when this started and when you um, it came up with this idea and put this forth and it started that it was at that time it was just kind of a lifeline to some normalcy and connection that was so needed um, and uh, then it kind of grew into its own and it just became um, a community of amazing women that I got to uh, see and connect with uh, on a regular basis, um, and it wasn't so much—it wasn't so much about getting through those really, really kind of dark, uncertain days, but it kind of morphed into something that it was into what it is now, which I think is an amazing group of supportive uh, females that are making change in our community. And it's just—it's really an honor and a privilege to be connected and share space with them. So. That's what I was thinking about <laughs> before I came on. <laughs> well, and it's and it's interesting to see how personalities have come out of all this. Hi, Charlotte. <laughs> I know you have to go, um, but I want to quickly, okay, Cynthia. I mean, just meeting you, and that will be a good segue to Nicole. And I'm so glad Nicole is on this too as well. I mean, that's how mm -hmm. we connected. But I yes. mean, even with yourself and and knowing you for now a year. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. 
you have changed so much and you have brought so much I think into all of our lives and and made us you know not only rethink uh, rethink our beliefs yeah. but also help us yeah. to understand and accept mm -hmm. so for yeah. you yeah thank you yeah it's been an amazing journey I think the biggest aspect has been while I appreciate that all of you may have experienced that, it's, I'm also going through the transformation and the growth and learning from the experience, which just deepens my ability to help and, you know, work with others through the process. So, yeah, it's pretty magical. Well, well, I all, wanna... thanks, all thanks to Nicole. Yes, <laughs> I know. No, I'll put you on the spot, Nicole. <laughs> just a little. Oh, my goodness. No, no. You know what? I, I'm a firm believer that if things are supposed to happen if things are meant to happen they do and sometimes it's just it's just finding ways in which to connect all those those dots you know and and sometimes there's just that one person who gets in there and says hey did you know so and so and did you know so and so and and then it just it just moves from there but yeah i think it's just a matter of connecting all those dots so. yeah i know it's great to see you cynthia oh my goodness you know i've been following you on on instagram and facebook and it's just been wonderful to watch your journey so oh, it's great thank to see you. well i so thank you thank you tracy for having oh me. no and i'm going to come back to you because um you know one of the very uh i think our second show you know i brought in all these different foundations because you know those were so dear to our hearts too as well and so we're going to come back because now there's some more things that have grown with the Deer Lodge, you know, and uh, I want you to share those. But um, I know, Charlotte, you have to leave, so I wanted to get your thoughts on a whole year, girl, <laughs> and more. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm, I don't want to say it because I, I, love, I love this, but I don't know. Well, maybe we'll be looking at 2022. I don't know. Anyways. You know, it, it's funny, I, I talk about it being the longest time out I've ever had in my life, but it sure has <laughs> made us all uh, think and, and what's important and, you know, those kind of things have been such a good part of this year. Um, I'm trying to find the, all the good, like using <laughs> a know. piece from Kirsten, you know, always looking <laughs> for the good. Um, but yeah, like, so it's just been a little nutty in my world because one of the things that came out strong was mm -hmm. that um, my family likes being out at the lake more than they like being in the city. So my big switch for 2022 is a bigger cottage, smaller house. So I'm, <laughs> my house just put a sign up in the front lawn about an hour ago and oh I am God. having to declutter it quickly. Oh, wow. So yeah. So big. Yeah. Well, nobody's yeah. nobody's using this house anymore. So it's it's sitting pretty much vacant and. Uh, well, maybe it could be an office space for um, you know live your truth because I know that Robin has just popped into the conversation, and I mean we we're just so it's all about it being a year, um, and yeah. I want to say to the three musketeers here, I think I'm all not quite, but I'm almost an expert now on mental health. <laughs> <laughs> or at least I have some really good quotes from a few people that I know so um, but yeah I, I was looking back at our very first uh, show and it was you know the surrounding theme was just the unknown and everybody a little 
a little on edge, but then so excited to be connected like this. And, uh, you know, thank you, Robin, you know, um, definitely all of your wisdom. And it is wisdom. I will let you know it is wisdom, even though you come, sometimes think that you're ranting and going off. But uh, no, no, I, 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 I can fizzle out or, you know, like uh, what they call shift out the, the little bits and nuggets of truth. And they, and they really are very helpful. And I think the people, the ladies that have joined on Facebook Live and everybody else that listens to the podcast, I mean, there's certainly been a lot of great information. And I want to say hi to Susan. <laughs> hi, welcome. I know you're, you're, you're the newbie. You're the new kid on the block. But you know what? Uh, you're going to bring, I think, your own personality and everything like that to this show that I think I've really seen a bond. And I had just mentioned before, in case for some, of the, for some of the new people that dropped in, I've just really seen a growth in personalities, um, you know, and it's something about being, I guess, maybe just relaxed in your own home and uh, not on, on set with lights and everything around that um, the conversation is a lot more intimate, truthful, hard, um, but those are the, the things that we want to have because uh, we just don't get enough of that on an everyday kind of situation. So I, I'm going to go to Robin. I know you may have not been on the very, very first episode, <laughs> but it has been, it has been a year, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, yeah, it, it has. It, I mean, do you just want me to say something about the year or yeah. do you have a particular question, my friend? <laughs> well, no, you know me. I'm kind of like wishy-washy and then you kind of go, I think I answered your question, but I don't know. So, oh yeah, the year. The, the year, wow. Uh, the last year, I would say, with everything that occurred, not just COVID, I think is probably the hardest year of my life ever 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 mm -hmm. uh, but I think it's allowed me to grow in different ways I I do have to say uh, I've been living in Winnipeg longer than I've lived anywhere for hmm, I don't know a very long time um, <laughs> and so occasionally I get super antsy about that and I do have to say I was just reading something where Australia and New Zealand are opening up their borders to each other. Um, and they're gonna, as of next week, those living in Australia can travel back and forth Ooh. and vice versa. And I must say, I went, what the, am I doing living here? Like, <laughs> why am I here? I can't go anywhere, do anything. And then I went, I'm here cause I, I love Canada. I love the people. I love what I do and and you know next year I'll probably go home for a couple of months and still work from there as Charlotte said very odd hours but but there's something special about Canada and Canadians that like is like and Winnipeg is like this cool community um, or maybe it's just Manitoba, I don't know. I'm looking at moving to the interlake to be close to the water. Um, but I just, I, I think the last year has taught us that um, we can get through hard stuff if we take it moment by moment. And even though it's tough, 
and we don't know what the future looks like, right? Even with this new discussion about the variant in Japan that they don't think the vaccine's gonna work on. Um, I, so I, yeah, I just heard something about that yesterday, Tracy. And, and, and I was like, we don't know what the future holds, but if we can just take step by step and be together in the journey, um, we have a better shot. And, and I've been living alone this whole time, right? Yes, I've got to bubble with the, the person that I um, date, but you know, I only see them once a week. Um, so that's been a learning curve too, because I'm a people person. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think some people are getting a bit zoomed out, but but on the whole, I, I think this last year is, is showing people's resilience and strength and flexibility um, and community. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. And that, yeah, I, that's part of the, I guess, part of the job though too of all of this Zoom stuff. It, it, does, it does have its downside too as well, but for now, this is what this is what we can do and I know like every week I kind of leave a little bit more positive after our conversations and I think that's what's really helped through this incredible whatever you want to call it year but and spilling into 2021 but I'm going to go to Susan now too I mean it doesn't matter I mean 2020 okay we want to just put it into the past how do we now like shift into 2021 and like we said we've got variants we've got vaccines but Will we be safe? So many things, right, Susan? That's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> Just for you. <laughs> Thanks so much for that one. I appreciate that, Tracy. <laughs> uh, will we be safe? Um, I would say one of the things that I've learned over the past year is to constantly pivot and to ride that wave that comes our way and you know, know that we can pull from our, our skills and our experience and, and from each other. We don't really know what the future is going to look like. We know that it will not look like the past. I can't imagine us going back to what used to be normal. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a new normal and it's constantly evolving. Mm -hmm. And so I think it, mo moving forward, uh, been working a lot recently on studying grit, perseverance, studying purpose. You know, what... What are people looking for when they're looking at the great pivot in their own lives and 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 how do they embrace the moment but also gravitate towards the things that make them really happy no matter how big or small mm -hmm. uh, you know and how can they move forward in that so I, it, it's interesting to see that um, we just don't really know, but you know, if we have that sort of guiding compass of this brings meaning to my life, this is aligned with the purpose that makes me passionate to keep going, even if I'm switching gears along the way, then we can keep going. And when things come our way that suddenly are different, well, we still have that guiding light for us that we can gravitate towards and, and just know that we can pivot and we can change and we can learn stuff. Um, I think one of the key things is to have that mindset of knowing that whatever comes our way, we can learn to do mm -hmm. something different. We can learn to um, develop a new skill. We can learn to speak on Zoom. We can learn to host on Zoom and write yes. that and everything else. So, yeah, I think that uh, I think we'll, 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 we'll 
work with it as it comes. So I'm positive on that one. Ah, uh, well, those are that's so. Well, some more great words of wisdom, and I want to say hi to Jenny. There you go. So happy to see you. Well, and you might be on mute, Jenny. Yeah. There yes. You go. Uh, thanks, Tracy. I'm happy to see you, and I just want to say congratulations on the 60th episode. That is amazing. Way to go. <laughs> well, according to there was a little mix-up. The 60th oh. <laughs> show is going to be next week, so you're going to have to come back next week. But this is our anniversary day okay. a year ago. A year ago. So, I mean, there's all wow. sorts of things. I know. I know. So, not my fault. Happy anniversary. Yeah. 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 I'm just going to blame it on my tech guy that can't count. So, hey, that's okay. <laughs> but it's all good to see you. Um, I'm just, uh, I'll come back to you, Jenny, in a minute. But okay. I wanted to mention that. So, going back, um, when we were in the, all this lockdown, it was right in the middle of a lot of fundraising for organizations, especially gala balls for foundations, and everything came to a halt. So I'm going to go to Nicole, who is the executive director for the Deer Lodge Center Foundation. And I've got a fond spot, of course, for DLC. But uh, you know what, Nicole? Things are like, like Susan was saying, you pivot, right? and you move forward. So I just want you to let you have the stage to mention all the wonderful things that are happening at Deer Lodge. Well, thank you. Thank you, Tracy, and congratulations on 60 episodes whenever that <laughs> I know. is, this week or next week, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Yay, you know, I think that's fantastic. And it's it's been wonderful to be in and out uh, throughout the year, so thank you for that. Uh, yes, wow, Deer Lodge we've, Foundation, we've had a lot of changes over the last two years since I've been here. And in, in particular, the last year, how do we do this? Um, as a small foundation, uh, we're not many people, it's just two staff and and uh, we have a lot of volunteers and that volunteer base has been growing. Mm -hmm. People like yourself, Tracy, who have been part of different committees. Uh, we did have a spectacular event we were going to host here in recognition of the 75th anniversary of the end of the Second World War, which was in 2020. That didn't happen, of course, and we tried different ways to maybe have people on the front lawn in cohorts and all that, and it just did not work in order to keep everyone safe. So we put that one on hold, but we're still looking forward to holding that event, likely 2022, depending on all these variants, but um, that will still go forward, but hopefully, uh, likely in the summer of 2022. So that will be something to look forward to. But in the meantime, we've we've come up with different ways to fundraise, uh, including um, last year we did a thousand thank yous in order to recognize the 75th anniversary. This year we're going to change that and call it funding the future, because. You know, Deer Lodge has been here for over a hundred years and it's managed to evolve as the needs have uh, demanded. Mm -hmm. And Cynthia is is one of those those prime examples. Uh, it went from just being a veterans hospital, caring for those from the First World War, Second World War, Korean War, and then it's evolved into the community and how is it can it it can best serve the community. So 
you talk about pivoting. Well, this organization has been pivoting for over a hundred years. And so uh, it's just wonderful to be part of that. And so we've been able to address some of those needs uh, from dementia, which has now become one of the biggest things mm -hmm. uh, that is in need and, and uh, to help those in the community uh, you know, people who have now been at home are now recognizing that a lot of their loved ones are afflicted with this. So funding the future will be uh, a part of that. It will be uh, fundraising for those kinds of projects. In addition to that, bariatrics. Uh, we are looking at 12 patients that live here, residents that live here who live with bariatric conditions. That's for people who are, who are struggling with over 100 pounds of excess weight. And it's, it's a disease. So how is it that we can help them? So we're mm -hmm. providing them with equipment, uh, chronic care, long-term care. And then, of course, people like Cynthia who have used the, the speech-language pathology services and that are also able to. So we're looking at fundraising for equipment for those areas as well. So we're pivoting and we are learning different ways. Online, so we're <laughs> about to launch our online 50-50. Woohoo, I'm so excited. Uh, it's been a lot of work, but lots of fun. And so uh, this week we will be launching it. I don't have the exact date because we're still working out a few little glitches as technology can be so wonderful and yet so stressful all at the same time and uh, so we're launching it this week so hopefully we'll be able to uh, be able to make that announcement in the next few days and people can then participate that way we'll have four draws throughout the course of the year and the funds will go towards future the funding the future oh my goodness so lots of, a lot on the go and the golf tournament is being held in July so lots and lots on the go we went from a complete stop halt yeah. in a year ago where it's like so now what do we do to oh my goodness there's not enough hours in the day for me to address everything so it's it's exciting oh no it truly is and I mean it's uh it's a sign of the times and I just want to say the 50 50 has been incredible for foundations um there's mm -hmm. so many of them going on and you know and it's what a better better way to raise funds where you're not in contact with anybody and people love it and uh, yeah so congratulations can hardly wait till the golf tournament <laughs> yeah. yeah you can see people it's, yeah. it'll all be COVID safe of course yeah but uh, yeah lots on the go and you know people have become far more comfortable purchasing online, mm -hmm. making donations online and I think that's what's made a big difference mm -hmm. so this is a little bit although scary because Deer Lodge Foundation has never done anything like this before so we are a little apprehensive and you know we're relying on a lot of people to to tell everyone that we are doing this social media of yeah. course but we're relying on a lot of our volunteers and the people who are involved with us to share the word but people are becoming more comfortable with that online experience so we're mm -hmm. counting on that and raising some some funds much needed funds for that Aww. through that well See what a difference a year can make, right? I know. <laughs> and I went from not being busy to being, oh my God, I'm too busy. I don't know what I'm going to do first. Well, you might have to hire somebody then. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go now to Jenny. And Jenny, you know what? This year too, for you, a lot of pivoting, a lot of, you know, just new Jenny, Jenny B coming out. <laughs> yes. You know what? 
Absolutely, Tracy. Um, yeah, lots of pivoting. And uh, I had to move uh, my Zumba classes online, which in itself was a huge feat because uh, I had, I mean, I'm, I know some tech, but I'm not, whoops, I'm not, uh, oops, there I am. <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm, I, I know some tech, but I'm not super techie. And so I, I didn't know what to do. And so I had a, I hired a guy to help me with my setup. So I'm, I'm, teaching online. It's going well. I'm really enjoying it. Looking at going back and doing in-person classes in a couple of weeks. So um, that's going to be a little different. Of course, COVID's safe. Yes. Yeah. 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 But I've got some exciting news that um, my podcast, Coffee with Jenny B, is launching April 24th. (gasps) Yay. Yay. Yes, that's right. I'm so excited. Does the title say it all? I I know some information, but you know, you need to share with your growing audience. (laughs) Okay. So Coffee with Jenny B started when I was turning 60. So 2019, I was turning 60 at the end of that year. And so I wanted to do something to celebrate my birthday. And I didn't know, I didn't want to party. I I didn't want to go on a trip. And I thought, what could I do that was special for me? And the idea just popped in my head, 60 days of 60 coffees. And so every day leading up to my birthday, I visited a different coffee shop and had coffee. And and when I started posting on Instagram, I just did it for myself. I didn't do it for any other reason. And when I first started posting, it was, you know, I wrote a little bit about where I was. But then as the days progressed, my post got longer and longer and longer because I started really looking into, okay, who owns the cafe or the coffee house? You know, what kind of coffee? Where do they get the coffee from? Why are they doing this? And just a little bit about, you know, do they give back to the community? What else do they offer? And really deep diving into knowing more about the coffee scene in Winnipeg. And as I was doing that, I discovered that it we have such a vibrant coffee scene. Now, this was before 2020, before COVID. But what's interesting is during COVID and now, 2021, we have so many new coffee shops, so many new cafes, coffee roasters, and they are, they are it just blooming in Winnipeg, and it's just amazing. And I love the fact that they have, we have so much variety and so many local people to support, and that's what it is, is supporting local. Wow. So, I mean, you're going to have to introduce us to all of these new places, because I think any anybody that you know can open up a business during all of this is like kudos to you that's amazing but it's like all of you know as much as the pandemic has separated us from our family and loved ones mm-hmm. it has brought a, a sense of closeness with other things and brought to light new things uh, yeah so I know. So let's continue this conversation. I'm going to go to uh, Cynthia because Cynthia, yes, I've been seeing some of your amazing Instagram tags and your LinkedIn, and I am like very, very intrigued by these podcasts too, um, and other events that you're holding. So, like, fill us in on all of this this new stuff. Well, you know, it's um, if you hang on it long enough, you get some success. So. <laughs> The reality is that uh, I've been very fortunate to really have an uptick in people being interested in either having me as a guest on podcasts and so forth. Um, I got invited to join a a podcasting community. And so I have a registered profile as a guest. So somebody's looking for kind of the areas that I speak to. We can do that. But I've also... um, you probably had seen some of the more recent posts. I've had corporate clients, people 
little companies, you know, like LinkedIn, who hired me to uh, do an educational um, uh, work with their staff. Um, and it was actually the LinkedIn Austria who oversaw it for the EMAA. So uh, Europe, Middle East and Africa nation. Wow. And so I was able to present there. Um, yeah. And of course, that means there's other LinkedIn groups. So you kind of get no one within a community and to deal with it. Um, you know, I, I must admit, I actually um, am teaching another session tonight. I created a brand new session called Transgender Sex 101 for sex positive communities. And um, I've actually already had demand to hold it again. Um, I ran it last week in conjunction with um, a group that I'm affiliated with, KK. I've become a community manager, a volunteer community manager. So I do that. And now I'm holding it again tonight for the community here in the UK. And I was just asked today if I would consider doing it for an American or US North American audience. Uh, but that would probably be about 1 a.m. my time to be about 8 p.m. their time. So it's just a matter of managing time zones uh, to do that. Um, and I've had, um, I've got two other pending requests that have come in, one out of Montreal, out of the blue, and another one out of um, the Czech Republic, who's asked me to speak on tech and transition. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so absolutely, you know, just enjoying hearing that. Plus I'm also, you know, getting used to some of these audio social networks such as Clubhouse, another one that I've been long affiliated with, Quilt, um, where, I mean, I still run a weekly support group for um, those that have um, anxiety and depression on, you know, those platforms. And so the work there, I've got someone that's really interested in the work that I've been doing um, wants to highlight me within the clubhouse community, a brand new space for me. So we've got that, I think Wednesday night, uh, I'm hosting or co-hosting my first clubhouse event. So just keep going, um, you know, all around. So yeah, it's been an interesting journey and it's just nice to see some success come from it. Um, you know, while we continue to get settled here in the UK. My goodness. Oh, so congratulations. My, my thinking and, and, you know, everybody chime in on this. So is it possible that due to a pandemic and forced to go onto social media and forced to do stuff like this, like Cynthia, you could, if nothing had changed, would you be where you are today? Um, I don't know where I would have been. Um, you know, I would have seen a lot more of the world. <laughs> yes. If nothing had changed. Um, but you know that's that's a, a trade-off that was meant to be, mm -hmm. right? Um, yeah. It's not a matter of, you know, oh geez, I wish I could have, right? Like you have to let go of that, and you know, I think, um, you know, that idea of you have to live in the moment. You know, one of the one of the lessons that I learned was there's today problems and tomorrow problems, and I only deal with today problems because that's all I have the capacity to do, and I'll worry about tomorrow in the future and it doesn't mean that you don't say think about you know finances and other mm -hmm. you know parts of life but the fact is it doesn't change anything in this moment so i'm going to focus on the here and now and then i'll kind of so you know that's just part of the growth that you learn as we go through something you know like the lockdowns like the pandemic like the last year and you're right it's it's not over mm -hmm. but hopefully life is changing and we go we go to a better normal. 
not the old normal. We need to go to a better normal going forward. Oh, yes. Well, you know what? Again, you are a firecracker, and, uh, you know, I think every time you're on, it's just like, wow. <laughs> so, so happy for you. And so hello Thank to Miss Susie. Susie, you missed, oh, my goodness. Uh, Cynthia was giving us a rundown of all of her guest appearances and everywhere. Our it's like correspondent was on, and I missed it. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Cynthia. <laughs> she wasn't talking about London, though. <laughs> She's talking about everywhere that she's going as a, a guest speaker so she's our oh that's awesome she's our worldwide correspondent even better i know yes so congratulations you've been on this roller coaster ride with me since the get-go you and rana and uh well here we are a year later <laughs> it's it's wild isn't it when you yeah. think about it yeah no and everything so for you i know it's been i mean we're still we're still in it but uh it's a it's different it's definitely different but um, for you, I mean, there was there were some dark days for you too, right? And days oh, where for sure. it was hard to get through. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, uh, I think that we all have to be okay with admitting that there were some really bad days and some really dark days. And, um, you know, like, that's hard to be vulnerable and to admit that. But I mean, at the same time, how, how could we not have, you know, like th this is unprecedented in our lifetime and um, everything that we've experienced over this past year has been a lesson in, um, you don't know what's going to happen and you can plan as much as you want, but your plans may still go out the window. And that means that you still have to adapt. And you know what, the last week, this phrase has been kind of ringing in my ear and it's um, it's the phrase that is just simple. I'm struggling. And I think that there are a lot of people who are feeling that, but who are afraid to say that even to themselves, never mind out loud. But um, yeah, like that simple phrase, I'm struggling says so much and it can be about so many things. It can be about this pandemic. It can be about work. It can be about your kids in school. It could be about, any number of things, but I think it is so um, important to just give yourself that grace and that ability to say that I am not okay and that's okay, um, but I need to talk about how I'm not okay. Mm -hmm. No, that's so true. Um, oh, we have, uh, again, another little nugget from Robin. So Robin, I want to uh, you to share it. You've shared in our chat, but with everybody else there. Um, and I am curious how to be passionately curious about how people are truly feeling. So like, and that's a great spill off on what Susie just said, for yourself to say I'm struggling, but as a friend or as a other person, how do we connect to that? How do we react to that too? I, I think one of the things is people are often scared about asking truly how people are feeling because they're scared about what people are going to say. What if they say I'm struggling? What if they say I feel like killing myself? What if they say those things? And I, I think for me, when I talk about being passionately curious, and I, I remember talking about it once really early on in the show, that we don't want to be like 
and and this is not an affront to grocery store people right but they go how are you and if you go not good they're like oh um that'll be and they're pushing the groceries that'll be like ten dollars 21 thanks um because they don't know what to say and i think for me when i talk about being passionately curious it's being able to sit with our discomfort when someone says i'm struggling or things aren't going well and i think when susie talked about the piece about like can we like just say we're struggling the piece for me is um just asking people what that means to them because struggling as susie was saying can be a whole range of things and i think if we're passionately curious we offer people the opportunity of explaining what that is so um you know if someone says i'm depressed well depression looks different in everyone so my automatic is what does that mean to you or what does that look like for you because that opens up a really different conversation and so i i think when i like we often don't ask the questions because we're uncomfortable and it's if we can sit in our un uncomfortability oh i keep making up these weird words um and actually just really want to know what's happening for people sometimes it's just bearing witness sometimes it's just being there to hear what people have got to say or validating their feelings that like maybe i haven't experienced that but like like you know like yeah i can see why that would be tough for you or why it might feel that way or being in that non-judgmental place because i don't know i was talking to my mum last night and like one of my family members is is dealing with some stuff at the moment and my mum's like i don't know it's not like that and i'm like you can't tell mum you're not in their shoes and really we just we want to hear what people are, are saying and not already be thinking about our answer. We don't already go in our heads about, well, why would they feel like that? They have a nice house. They have a nice job. They have a nice family. But actually be in there to find out and and be curious about what's really happening for people. That's, that's what I meant with that mm -hmm. comment about if we can be passionately curious to truly find out how people are feeling, maybe people will start to talk about how they truly feel. Mm -hmm. And we won't have people being quiet or holding it in or not expressing when life's so tough. And, and maybe we'll save lives. That's mm -hmm. ultimately what I want. Let's save lives by actually being with people in their distress at times or their struggle or whatever it is, but just being with them. Mm -hmm. Well, and I guess uh, that'd be interesting I'm, because, Robin, that really kind of pertains immediately then to the family unit because that's who we've been living with and, you know, or the one or two people in your bubble. Um, uh, because uh, I know that Susie made a comment and, and so did Cynthia. Um, so let's talk about that. I mean, how do we be passionately curious with our family members? Can I say yep. one thing though? Yep. It's not only with our family or the people that we live with or see, it's also people like this on Zoom or mm -hmm. on phone or on text 
or Messenger or WhatsApp or whatever way that we connect. I've had amazing conversations via Messenger texting with a kid who wanted to kill themselves and like 40 minutes of back and forward just what's happening like let's talk so so we can do it in any medium but I think um the the who we're living with can probably I live by myself so I don't have that issue right the dog doesn't ever talk to me um, <laughs> and probably for good reason <laughs> yeah, yeah she's like whatever but you know, living with other family members, I, you know, I, I wonder how that's been over the last year. Do we stop asking the question? Because, yeah, I, I'm going to be quiet now. No, no, I, no, no. I love what you're saying, Robin. And, and I think, too, like, so I saw this, um, I don't know if it was a meme or a post, whatever, that went by. And uh, it was talking about, you know, like when you have teenagers, for example, and they spend all their time in their room or... They're on their devices or, you know, whatever. They won't even come out of their room for, for meals or anything. And, uh, yeah, that's definitely been, you know, frustrating and a bit a part of our experience, too, uh, during this all. But at the same time, like, you have to remember what it was like when you were 13, 14, 15. Like, you were a bit of a hermit in your room. And that's, like, normal teenage behavior, right? So this post was talking about how... You know, like a great thing to do instead of as a parent, you know, yelling at the child to come down for dinner or whatever is like bring a plate to them, like meet them where they are and bring a snack to them, bring a plate to them, you know, sit with them, even if they're playing, you know, and totally ignoring you. You can just sit there. You could fold some laundry in their room because I'm sure there's some on the floor. You could, you know, you could tidy something, but you're there. You know, you're just there, even your presence. When you think about, you know, as a teenager, you probably don't remember what your parents did for you because we're, teenagers are inherently selfish. That's their job is to be selfish and they're focused on themselves. But as a parent, you have the um, adult opportunity to reframe that and to be what you needed in that teenage moment. So if you can meet your child well where they are, whether that means bringing them a snack, you know, asking them how they're doing, you know, a drink, something, it doesn't have to be a half hour, it doesn't even have to be 20 minutes, but you know, just checking in and those little touch points I think are so important. And one of the other things that I saw, I've been spending a lot of time on social media this week apparently, but it was this great article on Medium talking about how, you know, as we chat with each other, especially over text or even um, sending emails, one of the most important phrases we can use right now is no need to respond to this, which I think is so brilliant because I feel sometimes that when you send something, sometimes there's nothing to say, right? You're just like, oh my gosh, I need to sit with this for a minute. I need to think about this. Or I literally am speechless. I have nothing to say to this. So giving somebody that out is so liberating because it's saying to you, I just want to share this with you, but you don't have to respond to me like right now or even ever. We can we can talk about it in the future, but I just wanted to bring this to your attention. I wanted you to share in this you know, experience, digital experience with me and just understand this point of view or whatever it is. But giving people that out, I think is so important because there's so much emotional labor that we're doing right now in this time that people feel exhausted. And I know some people are taking digital breaks, you know, they're turning off their phones on the weekend or they turn off their phones after, you know, work hours, all of those things. Those are super important boundaries to adhere to, not just now, but all the time. And so I think giving someone that language of there's no need to respond to this 
is so uh, thoughtful and caring and shows that, you know, you don't take their time for granted and you don't take their friendship for granted, but you wanted to still share this with them. I hope that makes sense, what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> I was just wondering about that. Okay, so there's some really good things that I want to share with all of our audience out there. So I'm first, um, Sue, uh, Cynthia, uh, I love this. To evolve from a parent to, uh, to an advisor coach. Yeah. It, again, you know, I've got older children, right? So my son's 27, my daughter's 23. And, you know, there's at a point where you no longer parent them. And it's that not that you're not there. So as, you know, Susie was sharing that brilliant insight, it was like, yeah, like that's at the moment. And, and maybe if they're younger, you also need those moments right? Where you're not parenting, you're, you're not doing the guiding, telling, you know, do this, get that done, etc. Come for dinner now. It's just like, no, here's, here's kind of what I want. And, and like, you know, what do you what do you want out of this experience? And so you become more of a coach advisor in that space. And kind of like, where are they trying to go? What do they need? Um, and yeah, I mean, they're just teenagers. But as they become a little older, that relationship change. it's never to become friends they're your kids but it is to become that advisor role and it's about kind of stepping back and allowing them to kind of say well this is what i think i want to do or where i want to go in life or this is what i want to do or where i want to go in this moment how do i kind of go from here to there mm -hmm. and to be able to provide that trajectory and really ask the questions well that's great how do you see that happening? When do you see that happening? What are you doing to get there? And be able to offer the advice through the coaching process, allowing them to maybe think through things they haven't thought about in terms of, you know, arriving at that destination. I mean, uh, I remember my son, avid gamer. And at one point he wanted to be a, a career as a professional gamer before it was really avant-garde um, <laughs> as it is today. And realizing, okay, it was never a no. It was like, you know, really do. No, it was simply, okay, so what does it take to get there? What skills do you need? You know, how to, and realizing that, oh, yeah, no, I don't want to do that because the commitment and the requirement was more than he was prepared to kind of put in. And so to realize that that idea of that dream, well, that's why I'm sitting here gaming right now because I'm building my professional resume is more like, no, I'm just having fun because I need to unwind and unplug for a while. And this is my way of doing it. And it's like, okay. And so. Cynthia, I love that because I think it's really, um, and again, I don't, I'm not an expert. I'm just a mom of three. I don't necessarily have the language to say, you know, in a professional sense, but to me, it's more about intentional parenting, right? And intentional relationships. What It doesn't matter what kind of relationship you're in, right? But it's about, um, you know, like, I, the parenting relationship that I grew up with is not the same that I have with my children. It's very different. And, you know, some of those old world things are still there for sure. Like you said, you're not friends with your kids. You're still their parent. But there is so much more back and forth with my kids than my parents ever, you know, even thought to consider, you know, when it came to me and my sister. And I think that that is a really um, a powerful thing to not poo-poo a child's idea or say like, you can't do that or that's ridiculous, no. But my husband came up with this great phrase. It's like, what are the steps you're taking to do that? 
you know, and it's just like, oh, like that's so much more um, like intentional and then action oriented, right? And it's like, okay, I want to be a professional gamer. Okay, and so how are you going to do that? What are you going to do to get there? And like you said, what what's the commitment required? And it's, it's like anything else with a coach, a sport, a hockey, tennis, golf, whatever it is, there has to be an action plan in place, right? And maybe sometimes when they realize all the steps in that action, they're just like, maybe not. <laughs> but they've come to that conclusion, not you forcing that conclusion upon them, right? Which I think is so, so important. And again, it, it allows them to feel heard and you are doing your job as a parent by, you know, still guiding them, but giving them parameters for those dreams or those goals to happen, which I think is so important and so empowering and liberating. Wow. Hey, I have to jump in there. Yes. <laughs> Just because, uh, Susie, you are speaking our language. Um, you know, and when we think about uh, families and supporting somebody through recovery, whether they're a teenager, a young adult, or wherever they are at, or a spouse, um, first of all, to meet somebody where they're at is is exactly, um, you know, just just it's it's a successful approach. Uh, second of all, um, it's so interesting just your whole language because this is my thought process and exactly how we work with families. Um, it's not on our agenda. It's not for us to tell uh, another individual, um, a child, a young adult, what their recovery is going to look like, what it's going to, what the time. And the steps are going to be um, who are we to say that we are the experts on their recovery and what their dreams and and goals are so when we can step back and have like those passionately curious conversations um, about so if this is your dream if, if this is what a life looks like for you in recovery if this is um what is you know what are the steps that you're going to take to get there instead of saying well that is absolutely ridiculous because that's never going to work and you know uh, we can just squash, um, squash, uh, you know, young people's dreams um, and their whole, you know, we can just be such a hurdle in their recovery and their process of developing into the human that they are wanting to be. Um, and I, I won't go on about this, but my daughter um, was out of work COVID, 20 years old. Um, she had worked for a short time as a server. Those jobs aren't around. And she had put resumes everywhere back in January, February, and nobody's hiring. So she uh, got a couple of calls back from um, a residential cleaning service. And she was like, mom, I've had my interview. I've got my job. I'm going to work full time and I'm going to clean houses. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I see your room. This is going to be disastrous. But I didn't jump all over it. And, you know, um, but I'm thinking this is going to be so hard. It's going to hurt. She's going to fall. It's going to be blow up. It's going to set her bath. Anyways, three months later, this kid wakes up every day cleans houses, gives it her absolute all, is never complains, um, actually meets some neat people, uh, works for this neat little company, she has this uniform, and um, she's, she hasn't missed a day and she, she loves it. So who am I to say, no, 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 um, you should be standing in this mall folding clothes, uh, wearing nice shoes, because that's going to be, you know, only part-time, because that's going to be better for you. Um, Talk about lesson learned because it was on the tip of my tongue. I wanted to like jump in there. I just, I, I just want to know, is her room clean now? You know what? <laughs> her room is clean. It's not always oh. clean. Today it is clean. But when she got hired, 
she was timing herself and she's like mom can i clean the bathroom i need to time myself oh <laughs> hey okay so what's done. the name of that cleaning company okay i'm gonna send my son there too okay <laughs> hopefully you can so, like <laughs> lesson oh. learned we're always learning right i just wanted to share that yeah um, that's all i'll say no no that's so perfect i'm gonna say hello to rana how are you doing i guess a busy day for you Yes. Yeah, Terry was a little bit, a little busy. How's yeah. everyone doing? Hi guys, I love you, Good. miss you. <laughs> and I totally missed the entire conversation, so I apologize. But what I've heard is pretty amazing. And Kristen, you're always, you're always so on point. Well, you should be listening. It's all about parenting, Rana. Like you know those those things. <laughs> <laughs> what would I know, right? <laughs> well, hey, you do know a lot, girl, and just sort of want to get your thoughts I have and feelings. A niece. Yes. I have a niece. Yes, that's right. your baby. So I'm like a second mom, always. Yeah, it's like she's like what, two? two? No, uh, about 18 what? months. Less okay, 18? almost two, yes. So almost the two. whole year, or a flashback. Ugh. Who would have thought we'd be doing this for a year? I thought. Yeah. No yeah. So, uh, well, and you, you've kind of, you've done a whole roller coaster yourself. And Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely... Um, uh, I think more of it, like just an emotional, and I think like we've talked about this, you know, mm -hmm. a lot throughout this year. Just, uh, just going through the grieving process and at least having the ability to come on line once a week with you guys and have those really, um, and let's just put this on the table. I, I'm I'm basically as blunt as they come. I really have lost any <laughs> any ability to have a filter these days, which is fine. I'm totally cool with that. But yeah, I think this this year has been really positive, and I positive in the way that we have all found ways to survive. And this was coming on here has been a way for me uh, to just be able to have very uh, interesting, introspective, uh, really deep, real conversations, which, you know, we, we, ha we haven't had those, you know, we were talking about everything from feminism to parenting, to COVID, to restaurants, to everything. And uh, I think that, if I could say one thing, I feel like I've learned a lot this year. Um, and I don't know about the rest of you, but don't you feel like you've walked away with so much knowledge and uh, such a different perspective on various things? So like on a personal level, yeah, I mean, you know, it's hard. You, you, you miss people, you're grieving and all that stuff. And um, but on, on a positive level, I think that we have all hopefully found little bits and pieces of joy within our days or in our weeks. And I, I definitely had that and, you know, definitely on here. Um, so I definitely appreciate that. But yeah, other than that, I, I don't know. I really don't know how I feel at this point. I, I'm, I don't see the end. And I think that's causing me a little bit of anxiety. You know what I mean? Like I know people are getting vaccinated and all that, but it still makes me really nervous. I just don't know when this is going to really, truly end or if it, if it ever ends. Are we ever going to be comfortable being in a restaurant together? Are we ever going to be able to hug each other? You know, are we ever going to feel comfortable even if everything's settled? you know, how much has this really changed us? Um, and I think uh, me and my sister were talking about this last night. Um, I'm a little concerned about, you know, the, and I know we haven't been silent on this, but I know that there is some uh, some silence on the part of maybe legislators and policymakers about um, what the actual mental health effects will be long-term about this. I mean, there's a lot of people who are really struggling, you know, and um, whether it's because of their finances or whether it's because they're in turn being isolated, being alone, um, there's going to be some after effects. And I hope that we start to kind of draw some attention to that, not just within our circle, but in, on the bigger policy, governmental, 
level, legislative level, so we can actually start making some real dollars and uh, supports in those areas because we're going to need them. We're really going to need them. So, yeah, that's my jam for today. Hi. <laughs> Hi. I'm Rana. <laughs> so, so can I just jump yes. in and be a little frivolous yep. here? Rana, you know, just marry me. We'll go and live in Australia. We can go to restaurants. We can go to sporting events. We can go to anything. No, no worries. So should we just take a trip? Like, are we just, should we just all jump on a plane and peace out? <laughs> go where we can? <laughs> I might be down. <laughs> I feel silly today. So anyone, any one of you that's looking to, you know, get married, want to live in a country where you can do whatever, yell out, yell out. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, quickly, I want to go to Susan because you wrote something interesting that you've done with your family that I think is, you know, I'd love you to share it with everybody. Sure, thanks. One of the things we did, I lived with... My husband, we both work from home. I have two adult daughters who are taking university online and our bubble person is my daughter's boyfriend who comes here regularly. So one of the things that we did because everyone's going through stressful times at, at all together and at the same time and sometimes there's a little bit of conflict or, or we're just misunderstanding each other. But one of the things we did was go through the five love languages by Gary Chapman and everyone took that assessment and we came together and said, well, here's, here's my top primary love language and my secondary love language and here's where the rest of them are and we were quite surprised to find that they weren't exactly how we thought they were so we have two people in our household who have quality time as their primary love language when you look at it it's not a surprise my husband is one of them and he loves to spend time with 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 me and with other people in the family and then there's three of us who have acts of service as our top love language so doing things for each other and having stuff little things done for us is a way that we experience and feel love and that we like to show love for each other. So for example, I might be busy doing some chore or something around the house and my husband wants to spend time by relaxing and watching some TV together, going for a walk. Well, we're not looking to do the same thing at the same time, but we're trying to accomplish the same end result, which is, you know, loving each other in different ways. So we've had some really interesting conversations as a family group. How do we, um, express our love for each other and our, our appreciation but how do we also like to receive that what little teeny things can we change that can make a huge difference and we've just modified a few minor things and it's made a huge difference for example my daughter gets up she likes to sleep in you know now we bring her coffee um, because just having some just having someone else bring that coffee to her or make that for her is something that just starts her day off beautifully um, my husband and I love to go for a walk because that's really important to him to spend regular time together every day. So we do that. And for me, it's sometimes little things like when you leave a room, just pick up something as you go and put it away. Like just these little things is just uh, something I feel grateful for. So for us, it's been a game changer. I would you know, encourage anyone to look that up. It's just you can look up the five long languages. But because we're all here together every day, 24-7, trying to get through all of our stuff that comes our way it's been a huge game changer and yeah so something i recommend wow okay that's a nice takeaway i was going to go to nicole because i know nicole you've got family and you've got the bubble and also too now i mean you're back at work and you know dealing with the the residents there and it's been a sad time for them too and i mean it's it's 
it takes its toll when you have to be this person that's got it all together, right? Yeah, they, there's been a lot of people who have gone without visitations, but we are setting it. There has been set up for indoor visitations uh, over the over the last mm -hmm. little while, and so that's been good. But you know, it's still with you're without your loved ones that you would normally see on a regular basis. So it's it's really been been a challenge for them. Yeah, which is really sad. Yeah. yeah. So there's you know there's been some some decline for some, and they're lonely. Yeah. No yeah. different than us, right? No different than us. It's just that they're in a in a bigger space where there's far more restrictions because because of the just the volume of people. Yeah. No. That's uh, so our hearts yeah. and thoughts go out to them, you know. Give yeah. a smile well, and a you. hug. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yes. We do have an indoor visitation center now, so that's that's a huge help. Yeah. Yeah. No, it it's uh it's definitely a different world. Um, and you know, as, as though like the elderly are now are vaccinated, it's, yeah, it's, I kind of agree with Rana. I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty and especially thank you or no thanks, uh, Robin for the news update today about this new variant that might not even, the vaccine might not even work against it, but you know, it's all test. It was, uh, it was just yesterday and they said something about seeing that in Japan and they weren't sure. Um, so I don't, you know, I didn't see much else about it. Maybe like, it's just, hopefully it's just some little one-off thing that they can contain. Yeah. Um, because is this going to be now the, the next stress level is the vaccine? I mean, I, you know, and, and what kind to get or are we, well, we don't have I'm, a choice. I've had AstraZeneca. I'm going to, I'm like, I had a two weeks ago because I have a major heart condition. If okay. I get COVID, I'm basically dead. So I got, you know, and I'm old, I'm 55. So uh, I've had it <laughs> and me, I sit here and go, there's more chance of a blood clot on birth control. Um, and the other thing is we don't know everything else. The, the reason we know this is because everyone's reporting I had this, I had this, I had this. So um, we, we don't report all the time when we have regular things. So I, I'm like, you know, for me, it was a risk analysis. Mm -hmm. Hey, die from COVID. I felt like a Monty Python skip. <laughs> die from COVID, slow, painful, horrible death, or blood clot. Ooh. Oh, I'll take blood clot. Me and a friend were, were doing a bit of a Monty Python skit about that, which is a bit frivolous, I know. But it's how we got through it when all this stuff started to churn. And, you know, I think that is a stress for people. Do I take the vaccine? What's it going to do? Is it going to work? What's the risk? Um, I went, I'm dead if I get COVID. So, you know, I might as well take the risk. No, I know. Well, I guess that's, you know, a question for a lot of people as uh, we move forward. Um, oh, I was just going to go to Cynthia. There, you're sending links, and then there's something about Jaya Love. Yeah, Jaya Love. Jaya it's Love. one of the, the, yeah, the pieces that I've come across, and um, she has a, a, a free blueprint you can take i mean there's lots of marketing that goes with it but if you just do it it gives you a sense and what i found really intriguing was that in in the work that i've done with some couples 
is understanding why they have such disconnect between each other. And in this case, kind of in the bedroom and really understanding that they actually have two very different styles, desires in terms of intimacy and really what is it? And then kind of finding out the path between each of their different styles and how do they kind of find a place that they can be together. And uh, again, it comes from a very sex positive space. So, um, you know, if you're not sex positive and open-minded, then <laughs> it might not be the direction to go, but it's certainly, it's a part of my life and it's a part of uh, the space that I play in. And I just found it to be a really intriguing tool, especially with couples to do Okay, well, thank you. And that's why we really haven't talked about sex a lot, have we? <laughs> we just talked about... Um, li living alone, there isn't any. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're with someone for like, you know, a long time, it's like, okay. <laughs> uh, but um, So Susie, I wanted to ask you, uh, getting back to social media, oh, actually getting, well, Facebook, social media because um, it was really interesting and I think maybe I might have saw, saw something uh, a comment about you you did on maybe tw it was Twitter on just what is the freedom of speech and how I guess perverse it's become on social media well I think the post that you're referring to has to do with um, was anti-Asian uh, hate <laughs> and sentiment that was um, being propagated on Twitter and of course um, you know I've always said that social media platforms don't really care about stopping hate on their platforms or misinformation or disinformation because it's a one button reporting option that they could easily employ which they still choose not to do <laughs> and um, my particular comment was in response to uh, a tweet from the governor of Arkansas, uh, Mike Huckabee, which was appalling and racist and terrible within the same, uh, you know, uh, two weeks, three weeks that we've had actual violence perpetrated against Asian mm -hmm. Americans. And um, so I basically said in my tweet, you can report this tweet and you'll get the same response that I will get, that you will get that say, this doesn't go against our community standards or this and that. And the tweet had already been up for 10 hours. The tweet is still up today. So if that's not a testament to these platforms not caring about the safety of you know people on their platforms and people being able to spew whatever they want. And you know when you go into the reporting um, options, which I did actually show in a video uh, in a in a following tweet, you can go and report it as directed harassment towards a targeted group, which of course Asian Americans are, and they have experienced violence. Um, in the last week, we saw the video of um, the little Filipina lady in, um, uh, I believe it was New York, who was uh, horribly physically assaulted. And uh, that video has been so traumatic to even to even know it's out there, never mind to watch, is just absolutely horrible. But you go and report these things and nothing is done. So I think that, you know, we really need to um, understand that these platforms are not in the business of uh, promoting safety. They're not in the business of promoting um, or even adhering to their own rules as far as terms of service and hate speech are concerned. All they're simply doing is they're in it to make money and they're in it to make money and get clicks and get views at any cost. And the cost is us. The, co the cost is society. The cost is safety. The cost is, um, you know, a myriad of things that have to do with people who are powerless against these, you know, uh, tech giants to do anything about it. Yeah. Short of regulation. 
<laughs> so bring on the regulation. Yeah, well, I think, you know, that, that should uh, definitely be looked at. Because I think, too, I mean, obviously, and we've talked about it, I mean, it all, and it comes, spoils into, or boils into mental health and wellness, right? I mean, and like we are, we're slaves to our phones and, and all the information that's there at our fingertips. And yes, and we talked about thinking before we speak and everything like that is, yeah, it's, I guess, well, we're not going to solve all the world's problems on our anniversary show, but um, I just want to thank all of you because uh, it's been, it's been a definite ride um, <laughs> and had its definite ups and downs, but um, like I had mentioned before, all of your personalities have just blossomed um, in so many uh, fascinating ways. And then I know that the people that listen and, and share and watch have learned so much through all of your stories, your opinions. Um, and though I say, this is not my opinion, but <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, it, this is a place for everyone to to speak how they feel. So I think it's uh, pretty special that, um, you know, to be in a group of such amazing women and that will move forward, hopefully forge new roads. And I know that uh, we'll be all together on another amazing, incredible journey. And uh, yeah, I just, I'm proud to say that, hey, I knew her when. <laughs> Oh, and Tracy, yeah. I think that we all want to express our thanks to you for bringing us into this opportunity, you know, for a year and then some, but really being able to pivot into this. And of course, your crew of Graham and everybody else behind the scenes that nobody gets to see. I'm, I'm missing naming names, of course, but to everybody behind the scenes that allows this show to go on and work so hard putting this together. Huge kudos to you all for that and for your your mostly unseen work, <laughs> but obviously your unseen faces, but your work doesn't go unseen. That's what I meant to say. Oh, um, yeah. So yeah, Tracy, and thank you so much for everything, Tracy. You have been our fearless leader and um, rallying uh, coach and everything that um, that we needed, I think, this year. So for that, we thank you and we love you. <laughs> that wasn't static. That was uh, Graham's canned applause. <laughs> but I know, I know. Yes, and Susie, thank you again, um, you know, for mentioning that because, yes, it doesn't take just one person. And uh, it's been, yeah, it's been for, for Hugh. It's been an incredible journey. Uh, and I want to increase that uh, as whatever that looks like in the future and continue on. And let's let's get our human back. And for all the organizations whose stories oh. you've told over this past year, like Tracy, that's an incredible contribution to our online community, our real life community, our city, and that's incredible. So thank you for that, always. Okay. Well, in that case, then, you're all back for 60th anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> bring cake, bring, bring whatever you can, and bring whatever new kind of... Uh, organization new thought that comes into your mind that you want to speak and share uh, that's what that's what the hue virtual chat is here for so love you all enjoy yeah, a beautiful tuesday yes and uh the sun is out the sun enjoy. is out yes so enjoy and stay safe and healthy and we'll see you next week okay love bye you guys bye, bye. happy bye. anniversary all yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Happy anniversary. Bye, Bye -bye. Cynthia. Our Bye, London. Cynthia.
London correspondent. Thank you. Yes. You're welcome, Carolyn. <laughs>